All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Daily Faceoff Show, your everyday source for the latest news with top-notch insight and analysis, live every weekday at noon Eastern. Ticket punched for the Colorado Avalanche on to the Stanley Cup Final for the first time since 2001. They didn't necessarily really spend a lot of time touching the Clarence Campbell Bowl, but their fingerprints were all over that Western Conference Championship. Welcome in to the Daily Faceoff Show. Today is Tuesday, June 7th. It's day 37 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. He is Daily Faceoff senior writer Scott Burnside. Scott, how are you doing? Frank, I'm feeling uh, at the top of my game. I feel almost avalanche-like, although that would take a lot to be at the level that the Avalanche are uh, having lost just two games en route to a much-deserved trip to the Stanley Cup final. I'm old enough. I remember that 0-1 final. Yeah, uh, that's I, I remember it, but I certainly wasn't covering it. Um, what are your thoughts quickly before we dive in on the superstitions surrounding the conference final trophies? Silly or is it real? Uh, yes, silly and real. Uh, you know, I, 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 I do like the idea that you have to make that decision. You have to decide which side of history you're going to be on. And I know somewhere the odds are or the results, if you touch it, this is what happens to you. Um, I'm pretty sure that trophy does not care. It's like an old friend of mine talking about craps. The dice have no memory. I don't think the trophy has any memory either. It, it, it doesn't matter whether you touch it or not. You can put it on your head. It does not impact how the Avs are going to fare in the final. That's my guess. 
Look, look at this photo here. I mean, look how far away from the trophy they're standing and looking at it. It's like it's poison or something. I don't know. I, I'm of the mind. You earned it. You won it. It's been a long grind to get to this point. Pick it up and enjoy it and have a blast. It felt like Joe Sackick from the bench was saying like, hey, like go touch it. And yet they kind of touched it, but not really and definitely didn't pick it up and celebrate with it, leaving it on the table next to Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. Let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock, Scott, and let's talk about that sweep. It was a short series, but it was a drama-filled series nonetheless. And the Avs, as you mentioned, enter the Stanley Cup final with a 12-2 and record. They feel like a team that is, I don't know, I hate using the word juggernaut, but that's really what this team feels like at this moment. Their speed was overwhelming. Um, the way that they were able to manage Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl was impressive. And the production that they continued to get from their stars, even in the wake of some injuries with Nazem Kadri out, with Samuel Girard out, with Darcy Kemper on the bench, they really seemed to come through it just fine. Yeah, no, totally. It's in, and so impressive, <clears throat> especially for me. I, I love how the depth is um, stepped up. Uh, I am, you know, I just love JT Comfer stepping into the sort of pivotal scoring role and Darren Helm. I, I, like who knew that Darren Helm was even on that Avs team. And yet he, <laughs> I really forgot is. he was in the league. <laughs> well, no. And I don't mean this is a slight to Darren Helm, but honestly, I was like, Oh my gosh, what a great pickup because he has been exactly what you want. And, and you look around the teams that, um, you know, in the playoffs and the teams that fall short and, you you know, you look at some of the, you know, additions that teams make to try and fill those very specific holes. There's Joe Sackick, you know, who's who's done no wrong with this roster. But le- uh, let me just ask you this question before we move on. You know, the, the Avs sweep a Preds team without their goaltender with no UC Saros. Uh They bounce a St. Louis team after knocking out starting goaltender uh, Jordan Binnington. I have zero problem with the collision with Nazem Kadri. No issue with it whatsoever. But bottom line is goaltending wasn't very good from Ville Husso from that point on. And, and let's be very blunt, the Oilers defense and Mike Smith did not offer a very stern test. So here you've got a Navs team that has rolled to a, a Stanley Cup final. It's not their fault. But man, it's the dominoes have certainly fallen in a way that benefits the Avs. And in terms of a test, I mean, what's their real test been? And really, you know, given all the injuries to the Oiler lineup, the Avs have not really been tested. Do you think that's fair? I I don't know. Like, I, I get what you're saying about the goaltending situation, but going up against talent like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, to me, is enough of a test. And not only did they... Yeah pass it they passed it with flying colors perfect four and oh so to me i I think this team has sort of just been cruising right along and maybe they hit a little bit of a roadblock facing one of andre vasilevsky or Igor shesterkin in the stanley cup final i i just think they're too talented i think they're going to find a way to overcome it and it's hard for me to say with any sort of distinct um you know confidence but Having watched a lot of this Western Conference, you know, in person and then seen a lot of the East on TV, I, I just feel like the the level that the Avs are playing at is far above where the teams in the East are. And so that's why it's going to be interesting to see how that all unfolds. But the other part they're going to have to deal with, and we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this over the next, you know, 10 days or so. 
the earliest the Stanley Cup final can start is June 15th. The latest is June 18th. So they either have eight days off or they have 11. And that could be a lot for a team that's just sitting there. We'll see how quickly the East final wraps up. But I wanted to ask you, Scott, about the Edmonton Oilers. What kind of feel do you leave this season with? You win the Battle of Alberta and you talk to the old school Oilers and they say, well, you're judged on how you face and how you you fare against the Calgary Flames. And in this case, they dispatch the Flames, a, a Western Conference favorite in five, and then go out, you know, sort of with a whimper against the Abs. Yes, they were a team that's banged up. Where are the Oilers going from here? Yeah, it's, uh, to me, it's so hard to unpack this Oiler playoff here because you're right. I mean, you, you listen, 28 other teams would love to have an opportunity to get swept in the conference final, right? That's just the reality. And with Leon Dreisaitl and the ankle injury, oh my gosh, watching him every shift the last couple of games has been so painful. And Darnell Nurse, I know the news came out this morning. It's on our site. Torn hip flexor, um, obviously impacting his ability to do what he normally does in terms of level of play, in terms of ice time. Um, but, you know, this is, you know, this is still a team with some very deep flaws, right? And I'm not going to toss, this isn't all on Mike Smith, but this is two years in a row when you come into the most critical time. And this is a team that goes as a two top of two of the best four or five players in the world. And you have goaltending that, you know, you have two, two, two goal leads in the third period of an elimination game and you cannot close the deal. And this is the same problem you had a year ago when you got swept by Winnipeg in the first round. So, okay. Roster construction remains a huge issue for this team. That blue line's not good enough. I don't care if Darnell Nurse is fully healthy or not. I love Brett Kulak coming in. That defense is not good enough. The goaltending, not good enough to even win a single game, let alone knock off the abs. And, you know, so Ken Holland has his work cut out for him. And I'm, I'm curious to see it like, I still don't understand why you haven't extended Jay Woodcroft right now. And if I'm one of the 25 teams looking for NHL head coaches now, okay, it's not 25, it's going to be six or maybe a few more, you know, maybe Jay Woodcroft goes somewhere else. I don't know. I thought he did a pretty good job. I didn't like the lineup decisions last night. You know, you put the kid in, he plays three minutes. I don't understand that part of it. But listen, he did an amazing job with that roster and with the limitations there. Um it will be a huge blow to the Oilers if they can't bring him back and extend him as their head coach. Cause I think he's a great fit there, but a lot of work for Ken Holland yet ahead of them. Yeah. I don't think they're going to have any issue bringing Jay Woodcroft back. Ken Holland and Woodcroft go back way back to 2006 uh, since they were both in Detroit together. And clearly, you know, Woodcroft has been groomed for this moment and, and, and met the moment, but I think your point is well made about some of the issues and flaws with the Oilers roster. Mike Smith cannot be your starter for next season. Fine if you want to bring him back as a backup, um, but he can't play more than 30 games for your team next year. You need to address the goaltending once and for all. I believe the Oilers will do that. I leave this Western Conference final way more bullish on the Oilers because, you know, Connor McDavid mentioned this after the game. He, He pointed to Colorado and said, look at all the issues that this team has had in the playoffs. 
three straight years they lost in the second round before finally breaking through. You actually have to go on a deep run before you can be considered a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. And the Oilers now have that type of experience in their back pocket. They've finally broken through you know, all of that talk about what is this Oiler team and, you know, can they win? What about their leadership? All like all those questions have now been put to bed, which I think is so significant for that team moving forward. I think the Oilers are in great shape, you know, led by their two stars. They just need to continue to find help in supporting pieces, which is the hardest part about being a GM. You know, it's one thing to get the stars and part of that's luck and the lottery and all that comes with it. Good drafting. The other part is to fill out your roster with the proper complementary pieces. I think Ken Holland will do that this summer. And I think the Oilers have some work to do to catch up to teams like the Avs. But I think for once and for all, you can finally say that out of the last handful of years, the Oilers are trending in the right direction. Let's talk about a team, Scott, that's trending in the wrong direction. That would be the Boston Bruins when you add in the injuries that they've sustained, the surgeries that have taken place already. Brad Marchand, double hip surgery, Charlie McAvoy surgery, uh, you know, go down the list. It feels like a handful of guys are out for the Boston Bruins really through November into December. And now you don't know what's next with Patrice Bergeron. And the Bruins made the decision on Monday evening to fire Bruce Cassidy. The Bruins made the playoffs in every year that Cassidy was at the helm in Boston. Uh, you can see there since 2016, reaching the conference final in 20, reaching the Stanley Cup final, excuse me, before losing to the St. Louis Blues on home ice in 2019. A lot of people seem to be pretty surprised at this decision, Scott. I wasn't. I've been talking about it for the last, you know, 10 days, two weeks after that Cam Neely press conference and the decided lack of uh, a confidence vote there. And when you look at it moving forward, the Bruins are in an interesting spot now. Where, where do they go from here? Well, and I'm with you, Frank. I, I wasn't all that surprised, although, you know, what's baffling to me is that you've got Cam Neely who comes out and basically half throws Bruce Cassidy under the bus after, you know, after their game oh, seven loss to, to Carolina. Yeah, I don't know about our coach. Yeah, he's okay. Maybe not. We'll get back to you. I, I don't understand why. Why does it take three weeks to make this decision? Like to me, this is like, well, what what are you doing? What what is your plan? I mean, you, if you don't know the moment that Camp Neely makes those comments, uh, I got to ask you what's going on. And and to me, this speaks to you know some questions about identity and culture and what what is this team going to be like moving forward. And, and you're right, the the significant injuries that are going to impact that team's roster makeup for the first part of next season. Um, I don't know. Usually, usually you don't can your coach when you've had all these injuries and you've made the playoffs every year, but I don't, if you want, if you're tired of Bruce Cassidy and there was some friction there and some issues, obviously on direction and handling of youth, maybe, and maybe special teams or whatever those things, I just don't understand the methodology on, you know, how this unfolds. Like, listen, I, I hated, Lou Lamarillo firing Barry Trotz, but Lou Lamarillo makes that decision. Uh, he makes a, a decision on who is going to replace Barry Trotz uh, in, with Lane Lambert right away. Okay, move forward. The Bruins, to me, are a team right now adrift on a number of levels. And I, to me, it's not the pressure now on Don Sweeney, the GM, but clock to me has to be ticking on Cam Neely, whose fingerprints are all over this. 
Well, by the way, Don Sweeney, to my knowledge, the Bruins haven't announced a contract extension for him, and I believe his expires on June 30th. Has he signed one, and we just haven't learned of it yet, or it hasn't been reported? That's possible. Sources seem to suggest that that may have already happened, but we don't have any proof of it, and I haven't been able to generate any or confirmation. So what's going on with the general manager himself? And then you, you, I think you, you're asking all the right questions and making fair points in terms of the time frame and, and how this is all played out. A lot of people are wondering, and Don Sweeney drew attention to this as well, with the injuries, with the coaching change, with whatever else might be coming, is this a season that the Bruins might be trying to tank for Connor Bedard? Who knows? I, I don't ever like to throw around that term, but Matt Larkin had raised the point and and uh, Don Sweeney actually used the word rebuild in his press conference on Tuesday morning, which I thought was really interesting to hear. So uh, it's going to be fascinating in Beantown what's going on there. It's There's a lot of different pieces being moved around the chessboard at the moment. And there's a lot going on in Tampa tonight, Scott, for game four of the Eastern Conference Final as the New York Rangers try and go back to Madison Square Garden with a three to one series lead. It's really interesting to look at the way that this series has unfolded because the Lightning gave their best effort, I think, in the latter minutes of game two. And then they got the same type of push in game three. And for a team that's always found a way to flip the switch over the last few years at the most important moment when the time is right, they've always managed to do so. Is their season on the line in game four tonight? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely think Tampa season's on the line. I, I think it's less critical for a Ranger team that really seems to grow up hour by hour, day by day during this playoff run. Um, you know, they played from behind throughout, right? Down 3-1 against Pittsburgh, down 2 nothing, and 3-2 against Carolina, finding ways. Um, you know the Rangers would love to put the death grip on uh, on this series with a win to go up 3-1. I don't think it's as critical for them as I do think it is for Tampa. It's interesting. You mentioned earlier, Frank, this potentially long layoff for the Colorado Avalanche. I don't think there's any question. It has taken the Lightning two or three games really to get into sync. And what I love about this Ranger team is that they are relentless and they're not perfect and you know, they do sometimes make mistakes, but Shesterkin has been so good since early in that, well, games three and four against Pittsburgh, um, that it really doesn't matter. And I just sense a real confidence and maturity, even though this is a really relatively inexperienced group. Um, I, I'm fascinated to see how this turns out. I've been so impressed by the Rangers. I'm with you. Never, ever count Tampa out. I, I thought the Leafs blew a you know, glorious opportunity in game six in Tampa in the first round to, you know, to maybe push them over the edge. But, man, you've got to take you, – you have to take your shots when they're available. I think tonight's – you know, obviously the Rangers would love to to do just that. Um, but I, I do – I love the back and forth, and I love sort of this two-time defending champion, the history, the experience, going, you know, punch, counter punch with a team that really seems to be learning about winning on the fly here. You talk about how do you need to lose in a conference final before you can win a cup? I don't know. The Rangers are, are trying to reset that narrative by going to a Stanley Cup final, you know, probably two or three years ahead of schedule. Yeah, the Rangers have an undeniable mojo about their game. But at the same time, 
I figure at some point we're going to get an Andre Vasilevsky shutout or ridiculous one goal effort where, you know, he really seemed to turn it on in game three and it was excellent. Certainly at even strength, the power play goal against, yeah, eh, that happens. Um, I, I just think the, the lightning are going to come to play in game four and we could be heading back to the garden for against a Ranger team that really knows full well you know, the importance of taking advantage when you're behind in a series and a team lets you back in. They were down 3-1 in round one, down 2 nothing in 3-2 in round two, and they found a way to come back every time. So they should be ready to go to try and uh, stave off that big push for the Lightning that we all know is coming. Let's take a look at our top 50 free agent board, which debuted today on dailyfaceoff.com in this week's edition of Icebreakers. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. All right. Icebreakers. Delivered by DoorDash. Nice job by you, Frank, on that uh, on that list. That's a that list is outstanding. I love a free agent list. Can't wait for this summer market. I'm I'm curious when you were compiling this list and you're talking to people around the league. Um, you know, what were there surprises? Were there things that you were you know maybe just didn't know what was going to happen um, with this class of 22 uh, coming up? The uh, first sort of free aging post-pandemic class, as it were. Yeah, six weeks and one day until free agency opens on July 13th and really having a chance to dig in and talk to agents and managers and, and different front office staff from around the league and compiling this list. What really stood out is really the amount of firepower. It, it's unprecedented in some ways, the accomplishments of the players that that head to the top of this list, specifically in the top five or top 10. Johnny Gaudreau coming off that 115-point season. Philip Forsberg, a 42-goal scorer. Further down the list, you've got uh, Chris You've got Chris Letang there, 68-point campaign and a, a Norris Trophy candidate over the years on the back end. But 
the firepower continues up front with guys like Claude Giroux, a Hart Trophy finalist, Evgeny Malkin, a Hart Trophy winner, and a Conn Smythe winner. And then Evander Kane, who had 38 goals or 35 goals in 58 games as an Edmonton Oiler, including the playoffs. Like, there's no shortage of firepower available this summer, Scott. What really stood out to me, though, is the lack of defensive depth that's available or, or impact defensemen that are available. You look at Chris Letang is the one defenseman in the top uh, top 10. Um, John Klingberg is there as well. Josh Manson, Ben Sherratt, Brett Kulak. Like, there's no guarantee that all these guys end up making making it to market. Like Chris Letang, I think the Penguins are going to try and do everything that they can to keep him. I think he's their number one offseason priority now that Brian Rust is signed, even ahead of Evgeny Malkin. The Stars are going to try and entertain John Klingberg. I'm not sure that that's going to work out after his public trade request. Uh, they don't want to pay him more than they're paying Miro Haskinen, which is understandable. Josh Manson and Ben Sherratt, free, uh, they were trade deadline pickups, and Brett Kulak as well. But Manson and Sherratt have sort of had their moments. Ben Sherratt didn't play a lot in the playoffs for the Florida Panthers, certainly not to justify what was traded for him. And Josh Manson uh, really struggled at times in this Western Conference final, especially in game one. Uh, in Denver before bouncing back in game two. So um, it gets thin in a hurry, and especially more so if Chris Letang ends up staying in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I was really uh, curious about your top five really interesting um, players there. And uh, was there, uh, did you wrestle with the, you know, how, how this top five unfolded for you? Were there some uh, angst moments for you in coming up with the top five? Yeah, a little bit of angst in the sense that what you're always trying to do with this ranking is blend, um, you know, overall impact along with total dollars that might be earned. And so you're talking to different people and you go, well, who is going to get more? Is it Philip Forsberg or is it Nazem Kadri? And, and usually I would lean towards the center in Kadri. And especially with the season that he had, if you factor in the playoffs, I think he's at uh, 30... 30-some goals and 114 points or 101 points. It's something – his numbers are incredible when you factor in the playoffs this year in terms of his production. kadri uh, has been excellent. Of course, now he's going to miss or likely to miss the Stanley Cup final. Does that impact his uh, free agency? I don't think so. But Philip Forsberg, it's rare to see a play-driving winger that scores 42 goals become available. Uh, because of that, uh, because he's a bit younger than Kadri. And I, I think this other factor is is going to weigh in for all of the guys that end up coming out of Colorado, Scott, is the abs bump that Kadri got. Is what he produced this year repeatable and or sustainable on another team? That's what teams are going to be asking themselves because it's not just Kadri that had a career year. Go down the list through all the different guys that have been in Colorado, uh, whether it's Andre Burakovsky, another free agent that's available. Uh, even take a guy like uh, Nicholas Aubé-Kubel, who is a waiver wire pickup from the Flyers. To see these different guys come in and see their numbers expand in such a, a marked way um, it's really given some teams pause in terms of then potentially paying uh, these guys moving forward. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see how Nashville responds. I mean, you know, David Poyle would love to keep uh, Philip Forsberg in the whole in the fold there. 
they've got some cap issues and, and some structural issues there. So it'll be interesting to see if, if, if they can work that out there. I'm with you. I'm, I'm curious about Nazem Kadri because he's a little bit older, as you point out, but the fact he's a center and I look around to teams that are maybe trying to get themselves over the hump, you know, Carolina, they've got some you know, UFA issues, but maybe there's a spot down the middle to me, Nazem Kadri playing for Rod Brindenborg. Boy, that'd be a pretty good fit, but I am. Is he a first line center? That's what teams kept asking me, Scott. Is he a one C? I don't know that he is. Yeah, no, I think that's the thing. And and you're right at that age. And then where does the term and the dollar fit in? A lot of questions there, but boy, you'd, you'd, you'd love to have a guy who did what Nazem Kadri did down the middle because to me, he could be that final piece. And I think we saw that in, in uh, Colorado. Let, let's pull back the lens a little bit to the top 10 surprises there. Maybe things that uh, people should be keeping an eye on when you look at your top 10 on this um, uh, excellent uh, free agent list. Yeah, I think at number nine, it's David Perron that really caught my eye. I was surprised to see some of the feedback that I got for Perron. I think a couple teams have listed David Perron as their top right winger available. I mentioned Burakovsky. Uh, you know, do you consider Evander Kane a left winger or a right winger? I guess it depends on how you look at it. But David Perron, with the season that he had, turned back the clock, 57 points in 67 games, a real impact player. And you could make the argument at varying points this year that Perron was the St. Louis Blues' best player for stretches. Uh, rare to see that happen for a guy that's 34 um, that has shown no signs of decline. And so the Blues, for whatever reason, haven't been able to come to terms and get Perron locked up to a deal for next season and beyond. And so if he hits the market, well, you know, you're looking at Perron, Burakovsky, Claude Giroux is somewhere in the mix. I'd argue that of those three guys, even though he may not have had the most points, Perron made the biggest impact this season among those players, also played fewer games as well at 67. So uh, he certainly had a strong season and hits the free agent market at the right time. You know he can only play in St. Louis, though, right? Like he's this is his third go around there. He can't play anywhere else. I'm I'm sorry. That's just it. It, it it's it's got to happen. So it would be interesting. If he signs somewhere whether... else, he'll just end up coming back anyway. Well, that's exactly. That'll do it for our icebreakers for today. Uh, top 50 free agents list. The full top 50 is available on dailyfaceoff.com. And icebreakers has been delivered by DoorDash. You see the promo codes there at the bottom of your screen. D-F-O-D-D if you're in Canada. D-F-O-D-D-U-S if you're in the United States. Game four of the Eastern Conference final goes on Tuesday night. You don't want to cook. All your favorites and more delivered right to your door by DoorDash. <laughs> All right, Scott, it's time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. Ask DFO is our hashtag. Feel free to ask us a question. We'll be happy to answer it on the show. So give me one word to describe the 65 combined playoff points this year between Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, you know what? I, this was hard. I've been thinking about it all morning. What one word? And, and here's my word, and I will go with inspiring. And you alluded to it earlier, and we were talking about the Oilers. And listen, it's fair to say, you know, have, there have been some questions during the McDavid slash Trey's Idol era about the leadership and the direction, all those kinds of things. And I think each of those players, in their distinct way, 
were completely inspirational. Uh, watching Connor McDavid and throwing hits and his play at such an elite, elevated level every single night, it was just outstanding. And then, you know, really watching Leon Dreisaitl, in spite of an ankle injury sustained in the first round against L.A. and gutting it out when he took a puck in the butt in game four, like every <laughs> time he looked like he was going to be done and you could have expected that that was going to be it. He came back with do four primary assists last night. I just so impressive, both of them. And it's such a trite thing, lead by example, all those things, but a truly inspiring performance from both of them. My word is bonkers because <laughs> you take a look at the production and you stack it up against other players in the salary cap era. You can even go back further than that into the 90s and it stacks up quite well. It, what we saw was 80s level production from two players that carried a team on their backs. And, you know, even just in the salary cap era, there's three players that have had more points than Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in the post in a single postseason. They're Evgeny Malkin, who won a Conn Smythe with 36 in 2009. And it's Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov. The difference is those three players also had the benefit of four full rounds. These guys did it in three rounds. And not only that, but also two really short ones in a five-game series in the Battle of Alberta and a four-game series sweep at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche. So next-level, otherworldly stuff and absolutely bonkers production. I don't know if we'll ever see a run like that again unless maybe these guys do it again next season. The way they were able to pile up points was like nobody's business. So, um, you know... Two app descriptions, I think, for, uh, you know, and I think you mentioned the the inspiration part of it. That's that's kind of where I was left with where this team is heading uh, in terms of the hope. That's the Oilers Nation motto. Hope will never die. Uh, that certainly feels like that's where the Oilers are at at the moment with those two guys leading the way. Let's bring in Tyler Uremchuk, one of the stars of Oilers Nation for today's Daily Faceoff Daily Bet segment. Can I give one word? Sure. Bananas, Frank. It was absolutely bananas what Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid were able well to do over the course of this postseason. And Connor McDavid, he even scored for me last night. And it was one of my two bets. I had McDavid to score, abs to win, hit them both. So we'll look to roll that into some more success tonight in game four of the Eastern Conference Final. So let's dig into it. Courtesy of our friends over at Points Bet Canada. The Lightning, big time favorites in this hockey game. I was actually a little bit surprised to see just how big of favorites they were. So I'm not touching them on the straight up money line. I'm going to take them to win in regulation tonight. I, I really do think we could get a special performance from Andre Vasilevsky. He's probably due, like you kind of alluded to earlier, Frank. He's probably due for a big game. So I like betting on that and taking the Lightning to win in regulation at minus 115. My player prop for tonight, I am sticking with betting on the stars because it's been working pretty well for me so far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I'm going with Nikita Kucherov over one and a half points, paying out a very juicy 140 plus 140 for something that's happened back-to-back -back games. And he's hit this in three of his last five. I think this is a tremendous spot. He seemed to elevate his game to another level down the stretch and towards the end of game three. And I like the odds of Kucherov, especially at plus 140, keeping that success going tonight in game four. So it's Kucherov over one and a half, and it is the Tampa Bay Lightning to win in regulation at minus 115 for my two bets, Frank. 
I like it. I also like Mika Zibanejad to get an assist. He's got 14 assists so far in the postseason. He's been the Rangers' best player. He's got two assists in the series, three goals as well, uh, plus 140. I saw Mika Zibanejad at to get an assist, so pretty decent value as well. Way to go, Tyler. We'll see how that all turns out tonight. I uh, like where your head's at, and let's bring in Scott Burnside again for Garbage Time. Scott, what has caught your attention from around the National Hockey League? Yeah, I didn't know you could use props on this, and now I feel kind of bad that I could have brought a prop for. Got to get that potassium, man. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Anyway, I I just thought uh, before we close out today, what uh, really um, pleased to see Mary Philip Poulin. Use my French accent there. uh, Just hired by the Montreal Canadiens, player development consultant. Um, I know GM Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon, the head of hockey ops. There have been some discussion. Uh, you know, over the, the past weeks, maybe a couple of months, uh, the Canadians were really interested in uh, Marie-Philippe Poulin, bringing her on board in some sort of development role. One of the greatest uh, hockey players of all time, certainly one of the greatest female hockey players in history. I, I can you know, guarantee at some point there will be a birth in the Hockey Hall of Fame for Marie-Philippe Poulin. But to me, this is such a – I love this hire because it's once again – Let's let's take the walls down. What can help this team, especially their young talent coming forward? What could they learn from a player like Poulin? And, and I think the sky's the limit there. And I, I think that, you know, it, especially given how young this Canadians team is going to be and that they ha- are loaded, really, I think, with high-end skill, what can they learn from uh, a player like Poulin who's won at the highest level, three gold medals, I believe scored the gold medal game-winning goal in each of those metal games. Um, I just think it's a great fit for uh, an organization that I think is uh, is at the uh, front end or the cutting edge of uh, breaking down barriers and opening up doors that have been closed for so long. And I think it's great for the Canadians. I think it's a really important hire when teams around the NHL are going, you know, how can we make ourselves better? Who could we bring in to share their experience, to share their um, knowledge, their skill set? Uh, I think this is a kind of hire that has the potential to send ripples around the hockey world, around the NHL. I think it's a win-win all the way around, and I'm sure the Canadians are going to be a better team moving forward as a result of this hire. As teams are asking themselves these questions, how do we get better? I love that they don't have to reinvent the wheel and galaxy brain this. Marie-Philippe Poulin, you know, not only one of the best female hockey players of all time, as you mentioned, one of the best hockey players, period, and she's right in their backyard. French speaking, like, you don't need to think too hard on this. This is a no-brainer. So you bring her in, and now I think what's interesting as we look, you know, five years down the line or whatever it may be, the race is on. Who's going to be the first female to be behind the bench of an NHL team? Is it Haley Wickenheiser in Toronto? Is it Marie-Philippe Poulin in Montreal? Or is it someone else that we don't know yet or haven't met uh, that certainly could be out there and is putting in the time and work to continue to rise through the ranks? Well said by you, Scott. That'll do it for today's edition of the Daily Faceoff Show. Keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com for all the latest news, insight, and analysis from around the Stanley Cup playoffs. Lots of off-season stuff coming your way. Top 50 free agents now posted in addition to the trade targets list, which is coming your way on Thursday. 
We've only got three teams remaining in the chase for Lord Stanley. That means 29 others are focused on the offseason as we are as well. We'll talk to you on Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern. You know where to find us. Thanks to Scott Burnside. Thanks to Tyler Remchuk and his potassium. And Alex Allard, our technical producer. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks for watching the Daily Faceoff Show. Make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. you got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? 
For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.